0: What's up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered, and I am your host. What is my name? My name is Joshua T. Berglund. What's up, everybody? We are live right now on the E360 Live Mono Worldwide Network. (laughs) You do that a couple hundred times, then you change things. Interesting, I went back there, but we're very much uh, very, very proud to be a part of E360 but we are on the Live Mono Worldwide Network right now being broadcast all over the world. What's up? This is Word of God Church presents Gratitude Unfiltered. I wanna give a shout out to everyone right now at Word of God Church in Oklahoma City. My brother's keeper, my sister's keeper. So blessed to see you guys. I was last week, 4th of July. It was amazing to get to see you guys uh, live in the flesh and seeing just God move at Word of God Church, Hallelujah, praise God. Um, and I and this goes goes back to leadership and uh, the men, the men and the women there that are leading the flock um, and then rising up other leaders. One of the coolest things I think about leadership is when leaders teach others to lead. When leaders. So into other people to help them rise, not leader, leadership as in dictating, authoritative, telling you what to do, controlling you, telling you how to think, telling you who to be, what to be. No. The leadership at Word of God Church teaches people who they were meant to be, who God created them to be and elevates others so that they rise. The theme of this is rise. You know, I want to be really, really transparent about something and get something off of my chest because i it's necessary tonight. By the way, love <laughs> I love seeing that cross because um, it reminds me of what this is all about. You know, it's been, Gratitude Unfiltered has gone through a lot of phases. When Gratitude Unfiltered was born, it it was born out of a meth relapse. God coming to me to say, I want you to put a spotlight on your shadow world, and you're going to kill Morning Gratitude, which was my old show, and then turn it into Gratitude Unfiltered and i was going to show people god put this on my heart that you're going to show people what the power of truth does what it what, why it's important why it matters you know it's we go to all of these self-help gurus we see all of these inspirational motivational speakers and teachers and writings and we we go to this and this is you know for a lot of people it's their source of of, of, well, motivation. It's their source of what helps them be, you know, like trying to get to the next day to help them break through. And none of that crap changes your heart. It just motivates you in, to get you to the next day. Jesus transformed. Jesus transforms your heart, transforms your life. And the only way to do that is to put the light and keep the light right there on your heart and your soul. Keeping the light on your mind when darkness tries to enter, light. When evil tries to enter you or come into your presence, come into your home, light. Put the light, put the spotlight right on it. And not putting the spotlight on you as in, look at me, I'm famous, look at me, I'm cool, look at me, my agenda's better than yours. No, it's putting the spotlight on the wound, putting the spotlight on the hurt, putting the spotlight on on the heartbreak and the disappointment because that's what heals. But then once you've healed this, then your light gets to shine out. You get to be the light you were created to be, the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. Manufactured light that comes through ego, through look at me, manufactured light, look what I've done, look at my success. That is a light that causes hurt in others. It's not a real light. Only the real light heals, and that's Jesus. Our wounds are not about us even though we get to experience them, but we get to use those wounds and that hurt to be the light for others because we get to teach others how we healed, we get to teach others how we grew, how we overcame, but we're doing that by putting light on our imperfections, Gratitude Unfiltered was started out of something really, really ugly, but by putting a light on it, it's turned into something that is sometimes beautiful. Sometimes it's chaos, but I like to call it beautiful chaos. I try to push and grow and stretch myself as I continue to grow spiritually. And Gratitude Unfiltered was was not secular in nature when it started, but it it wasn't so Jesus-centric. And then it evolved, and then there was different versions. Word of God Church, Gratitude Unfiltered. I mean, I—it's evolved a lot and changed a lot. And one day, I, I did a broadcast where, for the very first time, really, I incorporated Scripture into what I was doing, and I was reading from it. And I got a—I got a positive—I got a lot of positive feedback from that. And. And that's been great. And then what I found, I enjoyed that feedback because feedback is, of course, is where I learn how I can improve. Feedback is where I learn what I can do better, how I can grow. Like, and then, you know, but unfortunately for me, I started looking externally for feedback that I was allowing the feedback of others to dictate what was in my heart to do. And I got myself going down a direction where I was reading a lot of scripture. And I read scripture in my own time and listen to my own and to scripture, but I was trying to teach scripture uh, through other people's writings. And and it was good because I always had content. I had areas that I could go to read, you know, to to grab different things, to learn. And I kind of got away from myself and what it is that I really want and feel led to do. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I'm a warrior for Christ. I love Jesus. I talk about Jesus, but I'm not a pastor. I really don't even want to call myself an evangelist at least in the traditional sense because it's it's again, I'm not I that's not who I am. I'm just a warrior for Christ. I'm a warrior for what I believe is right in my heart. I'm a believer in what Jesus did for me. And that's all I really want to express. However, I realized something in this transition that or or, or, or and through this this evolution and this growth and of the different things that are going on, it's like the closer I get to Jesus, it's great. But for some reason, I keep getting further away from the core of what it is that I was created to do. I try to memorize Bible verses. I just don't do a good job of it. Doesn't mean I don't read the Bible. Doesn't mean I don't spend every day in the Word, because I do. My brain doesn't remember things for some reason like, like that and i'm and i'm working on it and i'm working on it to get better but through pigeonholing myself in creating content and using other people's content to form mine i've gotten away from the core of what it is that i'm called to do and somehow through doing that even while trying to glorify god i've gotten away from the core of what it is that i i know in my heart that i'm supposed to talk about And I'm, and you've noticed the last few shows that I've done, broadcasted Gratitude Unfiltered at the church, and then just through regular programming that I do throughout the week, like I'm starting to shift away, not away from the word, but getting away from other people's content. And I'm just going to share my heart. And in sharing my heart, I want you to know that it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be pretty. And it's going to be nasty and ugly sometimes. And I'm going to offend some people, but my heart is good. And in the end, I just want people to know about what Jesus did for me. And I don't believe that I'm going to be able to fully express that the way that God's called me to through trying to use scripture that I don't necessarily fully understand yet. So you will notice that I'm going to be I'm done reading from stuff like I've been doing and I'm just going to talk. And it may get me in trouble because I've got a big mouth. First things first, I love the Lord Jesus Christ with all my heart. I would not be alive today without what Jesus did for me. I would also not be alive if it wasn't for the people that have come in my life that have cared enough about me to let me be me, to let me make mistakes and then lovingly correct me. So thank you to Pastor Castillo. Thank you to Jessica. Thank you to my mom. Thank you to... Robbie, thank you to my other friends that have come in my life. Thank you to the people online that have lifted me up in prayer. The other thing that this is going to expose is that you're also going to get to see the other me. Um, I've done the last two broadcasts I've done it came to my attention, and I actually saw it myself, that you people got to see Josh and Joshua. I battle with a very real mental uniqueness called Disassociative Identity Disorder and Borderline Personality Disorder, and they're very, very similar. and it became very apparent to me by watching the last two episodes that it's very much a part of me and like they shift and it's really interesting too because i'm seeing both kind of interchange almost in real time so i don't want to use anybody else's anyone else's words anymore i don't i don't want to do that i just i'm just going to talk from the heart and what you see is what you get And I'm going to be a man that glorifies what God did in my life and, and just let all of this out that is in me. And that's going to be good, bad, ugly, and sometimes beautiful, sometimes inspiring, sometimes nasty, but my ministry is my thorn. I'm not going to glorify, anything of the past and the sinful life, but my ministry is my thorn. My ministry and what I'm called to do is to keep the thorn exposed because if I keep the thorn exposed, the thorn won't hurt me. I get to celebrate that thorn. So with that out of the way, (laughs) um, just be prepared for the unexpected, because I'm completely surrendering to just let God do what God wants to do through me. And I feel like now it's time to fully, fully express all of that. And I've been doing it, but I'm not gonna be reading other people's words to be able to, you know, and even giving my opinion on it, at least not making it a practice. We are gonna go biblical though, (laughs) we absolutely are. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Um, Thank you so much for the time such as this. Thank you for making us unique. And thank you for giving us the opportunity to be who you created us to be, which is uniquely we, uniquely us, uniquely me. Because in that is a purpose that is designed specifically for us. And one, it is a purpose that we do not need to apologize for. It is a purpose that we do not have to run from or hide from or be ashamed of. It doesn't matter what color our skin is. It doesn't matter where we were born, who we were born to. You've given us a unique purpose. And in that purpose, we get to serve the greatest God of all time. And in that purpose, we get to experience a life filled with joy. And joy even in trials. Joy even in failure. Joy even in hurt. The joy is you, Lord. Your promises are joy. Your your promises are life-changing, heart-changing, mind-changing, world-changing. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you. Thank you for the opportunity to not have to be perfect and still be used for your purpose. I love you, Lord Jesus, and thank you. Thank you for all that you are. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, Spirit of God. Speak and flow through me tonight and give me the words that you have called me to give. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. (sighs) Praise you, Jesus. Even though um, we got in California, we have a situation that they are trying to ban singing. I've had enough of this coronavirus and even though it's kind of here to stay, it appears at least maybe until the election is over, we have this virus that exists and we have all of these rules and all of this conflicting information. Who's confused out there? Who knows what's real? What is real? What is the reality of what we face? You can't watch anything on TV and get real information. You can scroll through Twitter where you find some truth tellers. But then again, even those truth tellers, it gets a little confusing because the fact is not everyone knows the truth of what's really going on. Is this Wayfair situation real where they're selling, hiding, or they are human trafficking right in front of everyone's eyes with the sale of expensive furniture? And if you don't know about it, just go look at Wayfair, (laughs) Um, which is a really famous... Furniture store. There's been evil hiding in plain sight. We have been elevating and and we've been electing officials and putting them in office that are trafficking and murdering and raping children. We have governors of, of states that almost said cities. That would have been embarrassing. Governors of states that are in on the game, they're, 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 they've, allowed, they've put themselves in a position that there's a, they've, they've acted way, in ways that they were not supposed to act. Therefore, they have somebody now that has something over them and they're being held hostage by their own mistakes because they don't want their secrets to come out. Therefore, now they're being blackmailed into doing things that maybe they don't really want to be doing. Some of them do. Some of them are that far gone and that far evil. But the fact is we have a real evil in this world. We have a real evil that wants to keep you away from the promises of God. Everything since sin entered this world has been put in place to divide us and to keep us separated as people, separated. And, and when they, people talk about being they want to divide us, they want to divide us, they're not going deep enough. It's kind of like the truth will set you free. There's so many layers to the truth setting you free. It's mind-blowing how powerful truth is. Here's the truth that sin's biggest affliction is that it separates us from God. So when they talk about they're just trying to divide us, they're just trying to divide us, they're trying to keep us separated, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But the most important part is they're trying to separate us from God's truth. They don't want us to know why Jesus really came here. They don't want us to know that Jesus died for our sins. They don't want us to know that there's freedom in Christ. They want us to believe that there's rules and there's regulations and you can't do this and you can't do that. And everything is meant to further and further and further and divide us. And now they don't want us to sing. Did you know that energetically there's certain positions in which you can put your hands, your fingers, that they, they all it all has meaning. There's certain positions that you can get in Collectively as a unit that can draw, it it can create, harness, manifest, blow up more energy. Meaning there's like, there's energy formations that can be formed. A pentagram is an energetic formation that can be used for very sinister things. I'm not going to go down that wormhole right now. Don't have time for it. But I just want you to know that there's, a, there's evil forces in the world that know how to use evil against us. And right now, evil is being used against us. God knows, you know, we have to be careful. Like our eyes are the window to our soul, right? So therefore, anything that we're seeing, anything that we're hearing, it affects us. Television programming is called, television. a television program is called a television program because what does it do? It programs you. So everything that we're seeing on the news, fear, 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 (laughs) lies, lies, manipulation, manipulation. And if you think about it, the more scared that you are when you have fear in your heart, your energy is affected. You don't have energy. Prime example, like remember, you know, like when you're drinking coffee, you're like, oh, golly, man, this coffee is just not working today. One is probably because you've had too much caffeine and your adrenal glands are shot, but you also because maybe what you're consuming is affecting you because you're feeding your mind with other people's opinions and not the word of God. The word of God are the promises that we need in our life, in our heart, so that we know that we don't have to fixate and watch and pay attention to the world that's happening around us because this world is going to hell. In this world, we have evil forces that are wanting to keep you away from the promises of God, the truth of God, and knowing who Jesus is for us. These stupid masks aren't doing anything, but you wouldn't know that because CDC changes what they tell you, and people still put faith in the CDC and in the World Health Organization and all of these people. Their information has been wrong, like it's been conflicting every single week. It's something else. And depending which news source you watch, it's something else. If you believe, and do you believe, do you believe this, believe that Jesus can heal you? Yes or no? Simple. Do you believe that Jesus can heal? You? Do you believe that G- do you believe in the promises of God? These these masks, these 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 rules, these confusions. The Dr. Fauci almost called him the f-word. That guy. He hasn't gotten anything right and yet he's still held up in high esteem that he's this guy that we need to follow. The only person that we should be following right now is Jesus. Not singing. Not getting together to worship. Like I've just read this ridiculous thing. The arguments that are coming out against churches congregating is madness to me. You you hang out so in in church where you worship and praise and you're there for a couple uh, like a couple hours or in our case at Word of God Church we're there for three hours like a germ is a germ if you got boogers and you got cooties you your cooties are gonna spread in either a half a second like three hours or a half a second is not gonna make much of a difference it's all the same thing. So how is it any different than going to the grocery store? And I love all of these arguments. Here's the fact. They are trying to take your religious freedoms away. And this is not about fear. Because the fact is that if they want to take it away from you and shut it all down, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when they shut down the church again? When they take away your jobs and tell you to isolate? Well, you can go against authority and then there's consequences for that. Should we be scared that of what's happening? Well, I don't know about fear, but what I do know about is that I believe with all my heart it, when God tells us that he created us for a purpose and he designed a, he has a he designed a life for us, And then there's all of this, and I believe that with all of my being to the point that if they tell me I can't go to church to sing, guess what? Screw them. I don't need to sing in church. I can sing here. I can sing in my home. I can praise Jesus anytime, all day long. I can get on a computer screen and do it. I can broadcast it out. I can have community. I can find ways. The fact is this. You don't need a church to worship Jesus. You don't need a church building to praise the Lord, to be in your purpose. You don't even have to congregate in buildings. There's a way around it. There's always an opportunity for you to work around these things. (laughs) Hitler-esque robs of freedom, like not even a word. Um, Like, it's so interesting, like, because we're seeing this happen in California. They don't want people to get together. They don't want people close together. They don't want you to sing. Like, how's that? How, how's the, I still don't get it, except for the fact that I believe that there's something way more sinister going on because... Praise and worship is an essential part of building your faith. It it's opens the heavens, and they don't want you open in the heavens. They don't want you thinking for yourself. There's an attack on Christianity unlike ever before, and it's come to America if you haven't noticed. You pay attention to what's happening around the world with Christians being persecuted all over the world, And look, other religions are being affected by this too, but there is an attack on Jesus-loving, Jesus-worshipping individuals and leaders and churches and so on. But is that any reason to quit praising God? Is it any reason to quit believing in God's promises? No, no. Absolutely not. Because there's things you can be doing, even if it's isolation. And look, a lot of us go through that period anyway, where God wants us to isolate. Like we can look at all of these things being taken away from us and feel that way, that the government's shutting us down, the government's trying to control us, the government doesn't want me to love Jesus. Well, just because the government doesn't want you to do these things doesn't mean that you actually have to obey them. You can praise Jesus right where you're at now, wherever you're watching, from your home. Nothing can stop you if you don't want him to. Now, will you be able to go to buildings and all of that stuff in California and soon to be the rest of the world? No, maybe not. But you know what? Where there's a will, there's a way. You know, technology, for all it's done to take us further and further away from what God has, I mean, you've, I shared this yesterday, but, you know, it used to take a village to raise a child. Well, now you just need an iPad. Think about it. iPad, village. How different is that now? But there's soul. There's love. There's, there. You you learn stuff through a village raising you. An iPad, is just more programming. But it doesn't mean that you can't use those things that the devil has implemented for God's purpose. The point is, it's time for some of you to start your ministry now. The whole purpose and the whole reason why we created Live Mono Worldwide, the media company, the nonprofit, the 501c3 nonprofit, was to help people like you that are watching right now that have a ministry inside of them, but you're still quiet. We need all of the voices of hope and reason and love to start waking up and start speaking out. There is no excuse about money I don't have the money to do this because you know what? We've created something for you to be able to do to get your message out to the world. Our foundation teaches anyone that'll listen how to take your message and get it across every medium, TV, radio, podcasts, blogs, and do it in a way that you are not censors, got nothing on you because they can't stop what we've created. No matter how much they try, they can't stop it. God showed me years ago before I even had a clue of what was going on to go get the land grab, go do a land grab, meaning get your Everywhere you can digitally get your name and stake your claim, grab your real estate which means grab your domain. Why is that important? Well, because if they shut down one, you get censored on one platform. I've been, I'm censored. (laughs) Like Facebook and YouTube, like are censoring all of my content. Like I can see in the back of it where they're only showing my content to like five people, 10 people. And I've, 10,000 followers or more, and I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this because to prove a point, any of you that are out there speaking truth about what's going on is going to get censored. If you talk about the love of Jesus Christ, you're going to be censored. If you speak out against that terrorist organization, Black Lives Matter, I love black people. I love white people. I love red people, I love purple people, I love gay people, I love bisexual people, I love trans people, I love everybody. But Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. And it's really, really easy to see if you do the research and you actually look at who's running it, who's funding it, it, and where the money is going. It's not going to make black lives better, They don't even care about black people. It's not about that. It's about an agenda. And that agenda is not about elevating other people. It is not about helping people see who they were created to be. It's a terrorist organization. In fact, any organization, any organization, and that's the church too. Any organization that is doing anything other than elevating the voices of truth, any organization that is doing anything to separate us from the truth of who we are, is a terrorist organization. Anything that is not uniting us, and I realize that I just said called Black Lives Matter a terrorist organization, but they're dividing. People need to wake up to the reality of what they're supporting. Think about this. Do you not think there's an agenda going on? What, like professional sports, everything on TV, all of these massive corporations that are supporting Black Lives Matter, these are the same corporations that make their products in sweatshops. Nike's going to support Black Lives Matter – and Colin Kaepernick, but yet they make all of the products in sweatshops. Do you not see the problem with that? It's crap. Jesus is the truth. We are all God's children. In anything that makes us Like, that is the one thing that we can all unite on, yet we've got all of this crap in the middle separating us from that. We're selfish, narcissistic, intellectually lazy. We're followers of the wrong stuff. We are sheep to what we are programmed to, and none of it's good. But the problem is, even in our own faith, the people that are, the the, 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 the religious figures, the leaders of the church in religion has, done, has not done its part to unite. We have not done our part to bring people together and show love and to be an example of Jesus because we're too busy telling other people that they are not Christian enough. Or they're not godly enough. We have too many people afraid of their thorn. They're trying to hide their thorn. Hiding our thorn is hiding the truth. Every one of you have a thorn. Every one of you are afflicted by something that even that, that God is letting remain there, just like Paul. Do you think you're better than Paul? Or anybody, David had a thorn. Everyone had a thorn. But Paul said it best. Like he, 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 when him, him talking, I get to glorify God. Thank you, Jesus, for my thorn because my weakness is your strength. It's where you get to show up. This is putting the thorn is putting a light on your shadow. It's the spotlight on your shadow world, the spotlight on your thorn, because your thorn is in the shadows. It's hiding. Put the light on it. Let Jesus use it. I, I I keep harping on this crap because it's real. I did a show on it yesterday, and I think I lost half of the people that ever watched my show after talking about it. But the fact is, it's true. There's too many of us that are getting into relationships, men the same way. You want to lead a family? You want to lead a family, men? Do the work and heal before you get in there, because you're going to, all you're going to do before you start this family, before you decide that you're going to even start dating somebody, get your crap in order first. Ask the Holy Spirit, ask God to work in your life, to work in your heart, to transform your life, to heal all the wounds, all of the wounds of your past. Heal. 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 Because if you don't, your wounds, your pain, the pain, your thorn. Your thorn if you don't if you can if you're hiding your thorn, Like this is, even though this is an area of your life that you may not heal. Like it's your, maybe it could be a mental illness. Maybe it's the struggling with the ramifications of your abuse. Jesus will heal your heart, but your thorn will be there. But the way that you use the thorn in a way that is productive is you get to be honest about it. You get to put a spotlight on it you get to take glory in your thorn and talk about it because this is the way that you're going to learn to manage life and see your secret thorns are what you take into a relationship and instead of just a thorn it becomes a 95 like what are those ball like those uh what do you call them the and the, the 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 ball and chain that has the spikes on it—the big metal ball—and it's got all the metal spikes on it. Like that's what it becomes, and then you just abuse people with it. <laughs> they become a victim of it, and then you try to hide what your thorn is. You try to hide, you try to hide it, and then you carry it into relationships. And then when people call you out on it, or people are a victim of your thorn, you're still hiding it. And then you make, and then you bring women in your life, men hiding your thorn, you, you bring women into your life and, and you, and then, and, and, and and then you tell them that they're crazy. You know, you, you, because of your hiding and you keep it a secret and you don't want people to know you live a double life, you live a lie. And in living a lie, you make everyone else to believe that they're crazy. You make them believe that they're nuts they're delusional. How many men, how many times have you told women that you're delusional? You're crazy. No, I wasn't sleeping with somebody else. No, I wasn't chatting up. No, I wasn't on a gay app looking for gay sex. I wasn't doing that. What are you talking about? No, you're crazy. I was, I was out at a business dinner. What are you talking about? Even when we hurt people we love, we try to convince them that we didn't really hurt them. And then that thorn becomes, that's how it becomes the the 95 spiked ball that just punishes and punishes and punishes and hurts. And then when you make a woman doubt who she is, you make her doubt her greatest gift, which is her intuition. You wreck her. You mentally damage her. PTSD is not the word for it. It, you, But you absolutely wreck their spirit. You wreck, you make them doubt their gift. And when you make a woman doubt their gift, then you rob them of their purpose. And there is nothing worse in this world than a human being being robbed of their purpose. The enemy men, the, what he wants to do is he wants to wreck your mind, wreck your life and wreck your heart and remove you from the home. He doesn't want you being in the home because if you're in the home, the home has a chance of stability. The home has a chance of creating a kingdom family. And a kingdom family creates other kingdom families. No, it wants a broken family so that it just the cycle of brokenness, the cycleness of destruction, it carries on and on and on. And then you have generational sins, generational curses, and you just start wrecking habit. But here's how you kill all of it. This is how you kick the devil's teeth in. spotlight put the spotlight on the truth you put a spotlight on your thorn and you talk about it you don't hide it when you go into a relationship if you are struggling with something and you want to doubt date and you're starting the dating process and you're wanting to get to know somebody here's an idea how about being honest how about being honest how about being truthful with what you struggle with. And look, there's one thing about being a victim and having a victim mentality, but there's something altogether with this going, this is real for me. Because then you give that person a fair chance to decide: do I want to get myself into this? Am I am I am I equipped to manage this mental health issue, or for some men, sexual confusion. Women have it too, but this is real. I know I talk about this a lot, but it's because I'm sick and tired of people hiding about it. Human trafficking and molesting and sexual abuse is a real thing, and it doesn't just affect women, but women are more inclined to speak about it than men, why? Because men are grown up to be told that you're macho, you're supposed to be strong, men don't cry, don't be a wussy, shake it off, you baby. No, that's what we've been trained and in to believe but it's all crap. What happened to you is real but until you're honest about it, you don't have a chance of it being healed. You don't have a chance of God using it for good. So even when you hide it and you hide this thorn going into a relationship and you lie and you try to make yourself out to be better than you are, all you're doing is infecting that relationship. You're infecting and you're, you're poisoning the water. You're, there's nothing good going to grow in that. You start the relationship off with a lie and dating. You started off with a lie. It's just going to, the, the, the lies are just going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. You're going to be so far in, but here's the truth. Eventually, you won't be able to hide yourself. You start drinking in the relationship and, you know, you you drink away your discernment. Well, that's a surefire way to not get to know somebody. But eventually, it comes out. But the problem is the way we are as humans. If you think about it, we adapt. Amazing as humans, we adapted to being locked in our houses. We're going to adapt to these new changes. Where they say that, well, you go to church, you can't sing. You know, screw you. I'm going to. Sc- I'm going to. am going to. I'm going to. I'm going to praise God in the bathroom. I'm going to praise God in my car. Praise God in my head. You know what, here's here's something that's really, really true. Say they take away church again. Nothing's gonna keep us from going online and starting our, <laughs> and, and trust me, even if they shut down the internet, there's always gonna be a way to get back online, just letting you know. There's always gonna be airwaves. Energy's energy. So the energy of your voice praising Jesus collectively can still come together. We will find a way. You see some of you right now that are watching, you're going, well, what does God have for me? I don't know. Maybe you're a tech genius and you're going to be able to figure out the currency that we get to use so we don't have to take the mark of the beast. So we don't have to buy into the beast system. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're one of those computer whizzes maybe you're the perfect manager for one of these new kind of ministries that are popping up and i got news for you folks ministry is changing ministry is not ministry is not a wednesday and sunday thing now ministry gets to be every day because frankly we need jesus every day and now we have the opportunity online for all of these new ministries We get to do it we don't have to sing at the beginning even though i do recommend singing before you start to before you hear the word because when you open up the gates of heaven with your praises, oh, the word has this way of just starting to like drop into your brain and start to change you. It alters you. But we don't have to play by the traditional rules that religion has taught us over time. The church has evolved. The church has left the building. The church can be very much inside of you that can come out of you. And I don't care if there's three people watching, 200 or 25,000 or even a million. The fact is that you get to be the church. Those of you that are sitting there at my brother's keeper right now, the brothers and sisters there, every one of you have a ministry inside of you, and not all of it's being a pastor. Some of it's going to be in the movies that you watch. or I'm sorry. Some of your, your ministries are going to be born out of talk shows that you create, movies that you make, documentaries that are shot, and you're probably sitting there saying to yourself, well, how in the world am I gonna do that? I don't know anything about media. I don't know anything about cameras. I don't know anything about filming. Neither did I. And yet, I've been in, not saying this to brag, actually, you can just go to my IMDB page and see what I've done, that I've had the opportunities that I've been blessed with. I didn't know anything. I don't even know how to act, and somehow I've been acting. Like, have acting roles in movies that played at Sundance and in commercials. (laughs) Now I have a media company. How did that happen, God? Because you cannot deny that there's something brewing inside of you right now. You know God is calling you to do something. You know it. You know God is like going, dude, come on. You're like, well, I'm going to wait till I have money. I'm gonna wait till I get out of. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait till I graduate. My brother's keeper. Did you ever think that that year-long program in My Brother's Keeper was your incubator, so you could train and be ready? My incubation period was basically a little over a year. But in all that time, God equipped me so that when it was time to come out of the cocoon, hit the ground running. Freight train, unstoppable. You will not stop what God is doing through me. And you know what? The devil tries, but he won't stop. Because the promises of God are the most powerful force on the universe if you allow God to apply them through you, in you, if you are willing to receive them. If you're willing to apply them and to put them into action everything you need for your journey everything that you need for what god's called you to do will be provided for you but it will not be provided for you if you do not step up to say now is the time the circumstances around you here's the thing This world that we get to live in and see is less real than the spiritual world that we don't see. It's true. Isn't it interesting that the faith that we are required to have, like the faith that matters, the faith that elevates us, the faith that takes us to our destiny is all on things we cannot see, touch, or even smell. Now, if you're so blessed with getting to see Jesus through a vision or through a dream or through have one of those visitations, that's fantastic. But for my experience, it's few and far between. So faith is things that you don't see. You're putting your faith in something you can't see, but you know in your heart it's real. But isn't it interesting and kind of a mind bleep that happens when, you know, you you try to put your faith in the things that you see. Isn't that where you get let down? But if you put your faith in the things that you can't see, like the promises of God, that's where you see things happen. That's where the re, the reality of that faith that you in the faith in the thing that you can't see, or when God puts a vision into your heart and shows you something and you're going, what? That's a fantasy land. But if you have faith and you believe, you will see that come to life. But it's when we put our faith in our government leaders put faith in our religions Not I'm not talking Jesus and I'm not talking God but we put our faiths in all of these things That we put our faith in a preacher like isn't that where we get disappointed God doesn't disappoint God may say not right now God may make you wait but God's promises always are come true We have an opportunity right now to use the time of isolation to get present with God and do and start doing what he's called us to do. And it may be as simple as just start writing. God, what is it that you want from me? Holy Spirit, reveal to me what you've called me to do. What area of my life do I need to heal? Do I need where? Where? what is it show me the error of my ways show me teach me guide me I want all that you have available for me father Lord Jesus heal me do a work inside of me make me bold make me new make me strong I want this dead I want all that you have for me I want my flesh to die Spirit, Holy Spirit, come alive in me, work through me, flow through me, create in me the man that you created me to be and nothing less, nothing short of that. We have an opportunity to do such an extraordinary work in this world right now. Any organization, any individual person that is trying to control your thoughts and to shape your mind to believing anything other than what is true is got to go. you got to block it out. And what I'm talking about is this. If the news is feeding you information, which it is, that is not feeding your soul, that is not feeding your heart, that is not igniting the spirit in you, ignore it, get rid of it, walk away from it. Any organization that is trying to separate itself from anything other than being a child of God and those truths and promises, you got to get rid of it. There is no white lives matter. There's no black lives matter or blue or red or yellow or purple or green or orange. God's children matter. God's children matter so much that he each and every single one of you with your unique DNA were given an individual purpose. It was designed just for you and only you. That's how much you matter to God. Any of these other organizations, what do you matter to them? They want your donation to what? What is it funding? Oh, it's for it's funding more divide, more hate, more lies, more manipulation. Got to get rid of it. We all get to play a very important, unique, special role in this world And no matter what is happening in the world, nothing will keep you from that. God makes a way when there seems like no way. And we live in a time in this world right now that requires a faith, a bold, daring faith that is going to cause you to have to surrender and say no more. No more settling. No more lies. No more divisiveness. No more apologizing for things that you have nothing to do with. No more apologizing for the color of your skin, no matter what color it is. It's time to step up and be who you were created to be. And there's not one iota of that, that is somebody that spreads hate, spreads lies, that causes divisiveness. Let's get back to who we were created to be, and it may start with forgiveness. No, it does start with forgiveness forgiving yourself, forgiving others. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land. Buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. cried out to me, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. What does this mean? (laughs) Right now, Jesus is telling you to get out of the boat. Get off of your butt. Get out of your excuses. Get out of your hate. Get out of your resentment. Get out of your doubt. It's time to walk on water, folks. Walking on the water is your destiny. Doing the impossible is your destiny. Doing the things that man says you cannot do is your destiny. You have an opportunity to do something so extraordinary, not just for the kingdom of God, but for your own self like i life is not about us life is about serving it's about using our gifts to be a blessing to other people it's to it's it, even our trauma isn't about us because we get we have god gives us the opportunity to heal from those traumas and as we heal we get the opportunity to teach others how to break free how to live free we get to share our testimony of what jesus did for us and it doesn't matter if you know Bible verses and if you know every interpretation and if you know the Hebrew and the Greek and blah, it doesn't matter. Like it's great. And you learn more and Jesus and the Holy spirit are going to reveal to you more as you spend more time with them. But your qualifications are not, it, it, it has nothing to do with your Bible knowledge. You are a walking gospel. Once you've given your life to Jesus, that story is gospel. Everything I've ever read in the Bible (laughs) says that to me. You are the gospel in Christ. What you've been delivered from is gospel. So share that. Don't be intimidated by the fact that you don't know every translation of the Bible. Don't be intimidated by that. Because let me tell you something. A strung out hooker that just got done shooting up meth and just got done sleeping with 14 guys, she didn't want to hear that. She didn't want to hear your Bible knowledge. What she needs to hear is what Jesus did for you. And then the Bible knowledge Bible will get to work in their own life and get to teach them and get to guide them but what the world needs right now is your testimony there's too many people that have been hurt and abused by religion and the Bible for you to come out of the gate and start slinging the Bible at them they're not gonna understand it they're not gonna have the ears to hear we will win more people through acts of love we will certain and being in service to other people sharing our story and letting others hear it. That hook, that strung out hooker may need to know that you once were a strung out hooker. They may need need to know that, but you hiding your thorn. Somebody else out there has been a victim. I wish, I cannot wait for the people that I've hurt in my life to start speaking out about what I did to them, but then what Jesus did for them. I can't wait. I mean, I'm not really looking forward to all the bad stuff they have to say about me because I mean, that's not fun to hear. (laughs) But the truth is that like it, 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 like it will make me so happy knowing that Jesus healed their hearts and they're now using what I did to them to help others. That's what it's all about. In the same way that I get the freedom to talk about what happened to me, but now how God is using it, and of course what I did to myself too, now getting letting God use that, it's been a powerful thing. I don't want, I, I want my victims to have the same opportunity. That's the freedom of Christ. That's the love of Christ. And I'm not saying this to go, look at me. That's not what this is about. But I mean, this is not exclusive to me. This is for everybody. Victims, perpetrators, all of it. time for you to use your testimony. It's time for you to put a spotlight on your thorn. It's time for you to get out of the boat. We were all meant to walk on water. I'm going to go find a lake. I'm going to go try to walk on water. Metaphorically. <laughs> but I'm serious. you make known to me the path of life you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand Psalm 1611 you make known to me the path of life you fill me with the joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand that's a promise of God We keep our eyes fixated on jesus he will show you the path for your life you can't break focus of that because the minute that you shift this way all you see is darkness all you see is despair and fear and hate Confusion, purpose, vision, godly vision, godly purpose, hope in the dark, bold faith, bold knowing, bold truth, limitlessness, freedom. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the freedom that only you can provide. A freedom that no jail can suppress. A freedom that no, no one can take away. Freedom from bondage, freedom from sin, freedom from heartbreak. Well, We will experience heartbreak. We will experience failure. We will be upset even in following you, Lord, because the enemy is real. But your promises are real. And even in those failures and even in those hurts and heartaches, your promises are real. They come alive and they give us hope when things seem hopeless. And you get to use all of those hurts, and you do. And sometimes, even when bad things happen, it's really setting us up for something good. It's to it's just to usher us up in line. And all we have to do, in line with your purposes, and all we have to do is say, I surrender. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I believe in your promises, Lord Jesus. I believe in your promises. I believe in the life-changing heart changing, mind-renewing gospel. We believe in your promises. I believe in the transformational power that only comes through you, Jesus. You and your Holy, Holy Spirit. Father God, I just ask that you please bless the hearts and minds of everyone watching with your promises, with your hope, with your nudge to have a, a bold faith, to step out in that faith. Do a work inside each and every one of us today, tonight, tomorrow, the next day. Allow our faith to build, to grow. Allow Your faith, only a faith that you can give to go through the top of our head, into our hearts, and all through our body. Transform our lives, transform our hearts, transform our mind, and show us the steps to take. Even if we're going to be scared of them, show us the steps to take so that we can be who you created us to be. In Jesus name amen guys thank you for being here Um, thank you my brother's keeper thank you word of God church those of you that are watching right now anything that you can do to support word of God ministry this money does not go to me this goes to word of God church and my brother's keeper this ministry is amazing it's changing lives it's elevating leaders and your donations matter sowing and good soil matters So give, please. And I don't know if I offended anybody. I don't know if I went too far. I don't even know if what I said made sense or resonated. (sighs) But guys, we have an opportunity to step up. We have an opportunity to be something more than we are. And you know what? As much as I go, wow, look what God has done in my life. I want more. I know that God can use me more to use me in a bigger way. And I know there's areas of my life that get to to heal, to grow, to be better. Father God, give me the desires of my heart so that I can serve you in the way that you have created me to serve. Use all of me for your purposes. Use all of me. Heal me. Heal all of me that you desire to heal so that I can be used for all that you want to use me for. There is no other way. There's no other job on the planet that I want other than to serve you. Use me, Lord. Use me. All right. God bless. I'm out.